Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a set of mathematical models named Sideline to predict various sports outcomes. You'll hear more about the model during the course of this episode, set to cover four Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Monday, May 22nd, 2023. Get your new year. Check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Reminder, if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Membership costs under $1 a day. But if you're not there, still thrilled to have you here. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game and does not try to forecast it to a T, as that would be a foolish and impossible goal. We take a long-term viewer in here and look distracted. When you lose a one-run game backing one team, then back the other team the next day, and then lose another one-run game, because one-run games are kind of random, and that's just the sort of thing that happens, balances out in the long run. It's just hard to foresee before it happens. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to see it be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, I, I asked uh, Cousin Jerry this last time what his take was about why we remember the annoying bad beats, but we don't remember the good luck ones. I don't know if you have any take on that, but I'm thinking about the, the Giants-Marlins this weekend where I, I don't remember which one it was. I had one of them, and they lost by one. Then the next day had the other. Just I thought it was good value. Then they lost by one, and it's like, I'm going to remember that, but I'm not going to remember the whatever dumb walk-off that we got in the 11th inning. And from other, I've probably already forgotten about that win, but I'm still remembering the loss. Like I don't, I don't know if you have any insight on that. Okay. This one, we are, we we have so few of the bad beats that we remember those. There's just so many good ones that happen that go go our way, and you don't necessarily see them as bad luck. You're like, yeah, that was a game or uh, loaded double play that gets you out. Like you don't really consider those as good beats. It's what what needed to happen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, you're probably right. It's especially with the with the zombie runner in extra innings. It's kind of like, you know, your team gets out without a run. It's like, yeah, that's what he should have done. He should have struck the first batter out and then gotten two grand outs. Like, absolutely, but but yeah, like that's kind of still some good fortune because a lot of times yeah. that run scores. So yeah, it's 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 always interesting the way that happens. Um, we've got uh, another another Monday, Jake, with no day games. I don't know who, who do we need to protest this to. Like, somebody needs to get their act together and just get us some some day games on Monday. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah, look, from what I understand, Goodell runs an incredible league, so maybe we just get him on baseball, maybe. I mean, way to go. He, he might actually like his sport. I'm not sure that Manfred likes baseball, which is a whole other yeah. issue. Um, but uh, we do have a, a lot of games today, which is, again, I think what's frustrating that there are no day games. There's, I believe, 12 games. Usually our Monday slates are really light. There's like six games, seven games, something like that. Uh we, I think 12, 12 games of money, so we had a lot to choose from, just no, no day games, unfortunately. But, uh, Jake, I think we picked out some uh, some good ones here for the viewers. But before we get to that, some reminders. Please hit that like button for YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. A great money down plays will return four units. It is the risk plus one legal four. You'll see that on screen that we risk proportionally more on favorites than dogs. It's kind of like flat betting, but like expanded to work a little bit better. In my opinion, B grade plays will return three units. C grade plays return two and totals are flat bets. So they'll return 2.1 ish, depending on what the odds are. And you'll see all that on the screen, but let's get to it. And as always with the scaling with the picks, take what you like and leave the rest. 
Going to start off here at 6.10 p.m. Eastern. White Sox at the Guardians. Guardians playing on Sunday Night Baseball, traveling back home. That's going to give them a little bit of a ding. The other thing that's going to give them a little bit of a ding is they're starting Hunter Gaddis, who has been absolutely terrible this year, was terrible last year. One of the worst pitchers in baseball. I have no idea who's pitching for the White Sox. It was supposed to be Clevenger. He's going to the IL. Interestingly enough, the model likes the White Sox as a bullpen game more than it likes them with Clevenger. It thinks that the bullpen can be pieced together, which kind of makes sense. And it's part partially why I always – part of the model looks at how well a bullpen game is going to go is kind of based off how good the bullpen is, how good the other starters or whatever. And it's kind of saying a guy like Clevenger is so bad he shouldn't even be in the rotation. And we should just go bullpen game because they can piece it together. Uh, their bullpen's looking a whole lot better. Uh, now than it was earlier in the season. Offensively, the Guardians are still, of course, challenged. Uh, that gives the White Sox a little bit of an edge as well. This is a uh, a, a pretty toss-up game. Model says it should be Guardians minus 104. Basically, they went about 51% of the time. So I think the White Sox at plus 105. I think they got a chance to pull it off here. Again, the travel spot is pretty rough for the Guardians, and that's not really accounted for in the model that much. And obviously, again, Gaddis. I don't know what the White Sox are throwing, but it can't be really that much worse than him. Um, otherwise, we're going to be in the 60-degree range for most of this game, upper 60s to start, lower 60s to close. Wind will be blowing in uh, throughout this game, which is why the projected total is only 8.1. The actual total is 9. I'm not going under 9 with, with the question mark starter for the White Sox and with Hunter Gaddis, but wind blowing in and the Guardians' offensive struggles uh, is, is model thinks not a lot of runs. White Sox plus odds here, nice little underdog to start off our week. Hopefully, Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I mean the travel spot, the Sunday night baseball, and then uh, like the doubleheader. I don't know what uh, Cleveland's going to have bullpen wise, so that means they're putting the faith in Gaddis to go along, and that's only going to help this White Sox play. It doesn't matter who's pitching there, and, and a big reason why I don't want any part of the under here is because if Gaddis has to go five or six, there that's a lot of it's a lot of times through the order for the White Sox to do a lot of damage with with some pretty heavy bats they have, uh, and then the Guardians themselves have some pretty good bats. So I just I don't think they're going to be their bats are good enough to overcome this giant pitching disadvantage that the Guardians have right now. So I think the White Sox is a smart play. Yeah, and and that's a great point about the bullpen having the doubleheader the day before. You know, Bieber's throwing a lot of innings for him here on Sunday night, which helps. Uh, but it, a lot about the travel and all the innings, et cetera. Uh, if I was going to play an under, I'd play Guardians team total under and just say maybe there's a little bit of fatigue from the two games the day before plus the travel spot uh, and just hope that, you know, no name pitcher for the White Sox, whoever that happens to be unnamed, uh, you know, can, can hold them down. But I think you're right. I've se- We've seen the Guardians in years past throw specifically Hunter Gaddis and say based off the situation we need you to eat innings and he'll go out there and give you six innings it'll give up six runs while he's at it so I think the full game under is a, is a little risky uh because of that now maybe the bullpen's feeling better maybe they can call someone up or, or whatever shift some guys around who, who knows uh but I, I like I said I would not want to take a chance with the White Sox not scoring runs I think they could score some runs uh so White Sox plus odds are picked there and if you're gonna play a team and under the team total under for the Guardians probably the smarter way to go we just don't know how many runs the White Sox might score in this situation 6.35 p.m. Eastern. Let's keep the dog train rolling here. Pirates plus 125 is a B grade. Sideline says it should be Rangers minus 120. The Pirates can win this 45 to 46% of the time. Total is nine. Model projects 8.7. So pretty spot on total here. If this gets to plus 133, it becomes an A grade on the Pirates. We'll throw Luis Ortiz against Dane Dunning. Two guys who have not 
uh, thrown a ton this year. Dunning's looked pretty good in his uh, his three outings so far. Uh, as a starter here for the Rangers, gets an above-average rating. Luis Ortiz has not looked as good, but the uh, Pirates at home have been pretty frisky, pretty uh, pretty favorable to us. And uh, again, I, I still, it's hard for me to believe this, but the Pirates' bullpen grades out a whole lot better than the Rangers' bullpen. And that's just crazy for me to say after last year how bad the Pirates' bullpen was. And so that's going to help at least offset the fact that the Rangers have an edge at starting pitcher. The Rangers should be favored on the road, but we're getting decent plus odds for getting the Pirates' could win the, and, and, and it wouldn't surprise anybody. I'll think uh, weather-wise we're looking mid seventies to start mid sixties to close winds blowing mostly across Jake. Why do you like the pirates at plus plus one twenty-five? Like I, I'm not a dang Dunning fan by any stretch. Um, and I think with the pirates having a pretty good bullpen so far this year, I think the offenses for the most part are fairly even there. Like, like I don't, I don't see a huge gap. And if I think the bullpen makes up that gap, because I think the Rangers are slightly better offensively, I just don't, I think we've seen a flash from Dane Dunning, but I don't trust him yet. I'm going to ride with the plus odds here and take my chances with the Pirates at home. Yeah, and the, and the Pirates had been struggling offensively, but this last week got it got it going pretty well. It, it's an interesting situation. I think a lot of people might look and say that that was a little fluky, but in reality, we want to try to ignore. Uh, as much as we can, unless a position player is pitching, right? Unless, unless it's something fluky or in course field in a 90 degree day. Right. But you, you kind of want to look at the totality of innings and kind of not worry about when they were bunched together. And the pirates list last week looked like a decent offense. Again, not great, but decent enough looked much better than the two weeks before that. And so they've kind of showed a couple of times here, they can still put runs up on the board. Uh, and I think that, even though the runs were bunched, I think what you see likely going forward is more of a more even output of, again, a decent offense, not a great one, but decent enough. Like I said, the Rangers offense a little bit better, but the Pirates bullpen better kind of helps that out game location. Uh, it kind of, like I said, it kind of all adds up to like, again, Rangers should be favored, but like not by much, right? Not like the minus, uh, you know, minus 140 and stuff I'm seeing right now. It's just yeah. way too much to, to back them on the road in this spot. 6.40 p.m. Eastern, Cardinals at the Reds. Cardinals minus 169 is an A-grade pick. It's an A-grade pick all the way up to minus 189. Model says it should be Cardinals minus 211. That's quite a uh, discrepancy there. We just talked about the Pirates offense. It's like the the miniature version of the Cardinals offense, right? It's, it's The Cardinals offense is better. Like, don't get me wrong. But that same sort of thing, there was, a, there was a stretch there where the Cardinals offense looked a little bit lost. Scored a ton of runs, got it going. And then you see where that's gotten them. And it's kind of like the, the, again, I'm not trying to compare them necessarily, but just a similar story of the Cardinals offense was just a, a week ago or whatever it was, 10 days ago, people were questioning it and they got, they got going. And now we're starting to see this Cardinals offense look like we thought it would which is you know a top 10 offense easily maybe a top five offense against the reds team that obviously you know uh, doesn't have a ton of talent unfortunately and for them throwing brandon williamson is a prospect looked pretty good his first time out but the underlying metrics were not very favorable to him and said that he got a little lucky to only give up uh, the one run that he gave up in that first outing, the Reds bullpen's not very good behind him. And part of how the model grades out, and I mentioned this earlier a little bit, is it grades out these, and I mentioned this in years past, it grades out the prospects a little bit based off of how good the relievers are. And it kind of says, hey, if you've got great relievers, a guy you're calling up probably is a little bit better because you might just go with a bullpen game. The Reds relievers are a little bit worse, so it's a little skeptical on a guy like Brandon Williamson. Um 
Jordan Montgomery for the Cardinals. I love this kid. You know, he, he's been everything they could hope for and more. 421 ERA this season, but the underlying metrics say it should be better than that. I expect good things for him going forward. Uh, I think he's a well above average pitcher. Of course, the Cardinals bullpen's better. Cardinals offense is better. It should be all St. Louis in this one. Total in this one is nine and a half or 10. Model says 10 and a half. Model thinks the Cardinals can score a ton of runs in that ballpark, especially on a slightly warmer night, about 80 degrees to start, around 70 degrees to close. Slight breeze blowing in, but that shouldn't matter too much in that park. It plays so small once you start getting into the 70 and 80 degrees. Uh, Cardinals should put up a ton of runs here. Minus 169. Again, A-grade play all the way up to about minus 190. Uh, Jake, when we were talking about games, this was one of the first ones you mentioned that you love the Cardinals. Uh, tell us more about why, why you love laying, laying the lumber here with them. Yeah, like I, I love this price. Minus 169. I was thinking it's going to be minus 200 or more. Uh, so getting that, love it. I love Montgomery. I think he's been unlucky this year for the most part and like kind of the underlying metrics kind of show that I, I think he is a very good pitcher the cardinals did a good job with get, getting him out of that trade and yeah. i kind of think the opposite of williams and i was looking into his numbers and i think he got very lucky so i i just don't see that happening especially as heavy as this cardinals offense can be they can put up runs in a hurry uh then i'm worried that's happened and then there's no comfort behind you turn it to that red's bullpen that is a scary prospect anytime you're giving that game up. So I, I think even if Williamson is, be, is still lucky this game, again, I don't think the bullpen is going to get him through it. So I think the Cardinals win this one either late or they get to Williamson early. But uh, either way, it works out for the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm like you. I'm, I'm really surprised this number doesn't start with a two. Uh, again, sidelines should be Cardinals minus 211, and I was prepared to lay minus 200. It would have only been a B-grade pick, but I was prepared to say, hey, minus 200, it's worth a little investment, you know, not quite as much of an investment because the value proposition isn't there, but the fact that it's uh, well below two, uh, well below the 200 mark is it, just just tells you how strong of an investment this is for this Cardinals team. Uh, I always remind people there's no locks in baseball, like upsets happen all the time, so that's why we I only add up the A-grade units to – to, to return four units and not, you know, 25 units, right? Because there are no locks in baseball. You see weird things all the time, but a strong value proposition to play that, you know, if we can make this type of play every day, I know it's, I don't love laying it with favorites. I like dogs more. It's more in my comfort zone. Uh, and, and we talk about this in college basketball, college football, the same way. I love getting points. I love taking underdogs. There's generally value there, but when you had a favorite like this, that should be a bigger favorite uh, than it is. It's like the ashes this weekend with the A's, you know, we laid a bunch of big numbers and we profited off. You know, um, and it's one of those where if we can make this same sort of play here, you know, three games of this series, the Cardinals win two of the three will profit. And so that's kind of really all we're looking for is that slow and steady increase uh, to our bankroll. I think this is a great one to be invested in. Wrapping up our show here tonight, 740 p.m. Eastern Giants at the Twins. Got two plays for you on this one. Got an A grade on the Giants and the under. Uh, I'm going to start with the under. I do not understand why this is totaled at nine. It makes zero sense to me. The projected total that I've got is seven and a half. Y'all know I love Alex Cobb, but Bailey Ober continues to pitch really well. 178 ERA. The underlying metrics say it should be a little higher than that, but he's still, even if you look at what the underlying metrics should be, he's still done really well this year. Uh, his grade continues to drop uh, in that lower numbers are better in my model. Um, you've got an, an above average pitcher in Ober. You've got a great pitcher in Cobb. You've got two above average bullpens and two offenses that are just mediocre uh, on a night that we're going to start off around 70 degrees, but it's going to drop quickly into the 60s. Uh, I, I don't quite understand, you know, 
like I said, why uh, this total is what it is. Under nine is a gift, in my opinion. And I love the Giants at plus 134. This is one of the bigger edges on the board uh, today. There, there's one other big one on the board. Again, join us on Dub Club, and you can get that other giant edge that, that I love. Uh, and another total play that I love as well. Uh, if you join that Dub Club, again, that link's in the show description. Uh, but plus 134, the Giants, when Sideline says it's a coin toss game, and, you know, I think that's the bottom line is that these bullpens are about the same. They're both good. The offenses are about the same. Cobb's a better pitcher than over, but the game's in Minnesota. That makes the coin toss. So I don't know why we're getting such big plus odds here. It's an A-grade play as long as you're getting the Giants at plus 113 or better. Uh, Jake, between the two, which one do you like more, the Giants or the under? I think I'm a Giants guy because I, I love Cobb. Like, I, I think there's a chance, there's more of a chance that the Giants offense – puts up a little too many runs that kills the under than, than there is that uh, this game isn't tight down to the end and the, with the Giants with a good chance to win. I, I just really love Cobb. The uh, last outing he had was weird. The bulk that wasn't a bulk kind of ended. He just couldn't find the strike zone and then kind of ended his outing with that weird bulk call. Um, but I, I think you're never going to go broke back in Cobb this year the way he's throwing right now. It's been – a very profitable thing to just back him no matter what. Uh, I think we were texting about it a couple times ago, and I, I, I backed him first three, first five, full game, at, at score first and win, just everything that I could, yeah. with every part of it, because I think he is uh, maybe maybe a long shot for the Cy Young, but I, I think he's throwing like he could be uh, up there for this year. So I'm going to back him every chance I get. And of course, and we've talked about this in the Discord, right? That that in our Dynasty Baseball League, that I I had Alex Cobb a couple of years ago. I traded him to you. Uh, I I knew he had upside, but you know that's the thing is every good trade you have to give up something to get something. Here's something I don't even remember what I got. I just remember I gave up Alex Cobb. I could not even tell yeah. you who who I got. I it's probably someone. You. It's probably someone that's long been cut from my team, and you're still holding on to him uh, as good as he is. So you know we, we all have regrets in life. I, there every year I feel like I trade four or five pitchers who I who I like and. Half of them just don't. You're, you're not right on. They just turn out to be okay or whatever. But but every once in a while we have that guy like Cobb, and that's that's the the one for me. But but he's he's been fantastic. Uh, again, as I always talk about, right? His underlying metrics don't really support that 194 ERA. But again, almost nobody's do right. That's not the point. The point is that he's he's done really well. And both him and Ober, the advanced metrics say their ERA should be in the low threes, which is still really good. So even if they trend towards that number. That still makes them very, very good starting pitchers. Uh, and that's why I said I like the under. But uh, it, Cobb, of course, has just a longer track record of doing it than Obers. That's why he grades out so much better. Why I have so much more faith in him continuing to do that. That that Cobb, you know, continuing to pitch around this two ERA is less of a surprise than I think Ober is. Just because, again, Ober's good. But, but Alex Cobb is uh, definitely a guy, kind of like you mentioned previously, that, you know, you love to back every which way you can. It's not going to work every single night. Um, but it's going to work more times than not. Especially he continues to be overvalued. He's a guy been pretty for the last year now that he's undervalued and uh you know it, it's keep going back to the well i i don't think the sports because caught up or else this number would be priced differently so there's they're still somehow uh chasing their tail on this one it seems yeah that that and the offenses here aren't incredibly impressive either so i think that really helps the under and, and helps the giants too uh it's just like correa has not worked out for the twins whatsoever uh there's not too many bats other than him in that lineup that are going to like strike fear in you and there's not really any on the giants that's uh just absolutely scary so i think these just very middle of the road offenses really help also 
Yeah, I, th- I think my assessment of both of these offenses would be that both of them have a decent number of decent hitters that are going to take advantage of weaker pitching, but they're not going to really handle better pitching. It's one of those where if you throw a weaker guy, like they've got enough guys up and down the lineup, they can put up seven, eight runs, but on better pitching, it's hard for these guys to get more than two or three because they don't really have a ton of elite hitters. They just have a bunch of decent hitters, especially the giants looking at the lineup. I think it's a bunch of decent hitters, but there's not really a, a you know, like I said, a, a bat that strikes fear. And it's going to handle a, a good pitcher. And like I said, we got two good pitchers, two offenses that are, eh, you know, uh, yeah. And, and good bullpens, right? It's not like they can take advantage of bad bullpens because the bullpens in this game are great too. So, uh, yeah, like like the under, A grade on the Giants. There's just a lot of ways to profit on this one. Of course, you can put them together. Take the Twins team total under if you want. Uh, lots of different ways to play this one. Uh, Jake, that's all we've got then for the viewer. Do you have any parting words? No, I mean, baseball's getting in full swing with the, the both the playoffs, uh, NHL and NBA slowing down to one, maybe two games a night. So it's it's all baseball now. You gotta, you gotta tune in to make the money because I mean, so far you've been hot going right now. Yeah, no, I do a terrible job of recapping these things, of course. But yeah, the, the total plays since we started putting them here on the show have been up like 10 units or something. The A plus play of the day still continuing to roll. Sign up on Dub Club to get that. The A grade play still doing well. So just so many ways to profit here on baseball. It's a long summer, but uh, it's a great time to build up that bankroll for football. I know, I, look, I. I just know there's a lot of people out there who, who make money on college basketball with us and make money on baseball on us. And they do it just to spend that money in college football and NFL, because <laughs> those are hard sports. And, yes. uh, but people, you got to build that bankrupt because those could be roller coaster sports that are, you know, yeah. you need all the units you can for that. Cause sometimes you can just have a, it's a, and it's a shorter season where it's like, you can just have a couple bad weeks and just be really hurt. So you gotta, we gotta build up those, those units now so that when the fall comes, we're, we're real prepared for, mm-hmm. uh, the fun that is football, but sometimes the ups and downs, you know, you can be, a couple couple weeks could be great. A couple weeks could be terrible, and like that just make makes your whole season right there. Oh yeah, for sure. You don't you don't have to redeposit. You want to you yeah. just keep playing. You just keep yeah, playing exactly. with the first deposit. Exactly, exactly. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can control the sports betting content provided on this channel. Drop right into your feed. Be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.